0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John chapter 8. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a permanent place forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our four confirmands each have their own confirmation Bible verses. I've chosen another passage for all of them and actually for all of us as well, from Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. It was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The way the psalmist of that psalm understands the story, the way the psalmist of that psalm understands your story, you were created not only of human love, but also of divine love. For you were formed by God, says the psalm, even known by name by God when yet in your mother's womb. And what God creates, says the psalmist, what God creates is wonderful. And what God creates, says the book of Genesis, is so very good and so very loved. You were, by God, created by love. And, says Scripture again and again, you were created also for love. Love for God. Love for yourself and for others too and love for God's good creation. The way the book of Genesis tells the story of creation, it seems pretty much immediately clear that according to the loving and creating goodness and wisdom of God, love that is the real thing can only exist without the real possibility of not loving. Just as according to the the story, obedience that's the real thing at its very best cannot exist without the real possibility of not obeying. Robots aren't obedient, they're just programmed. Obedience has the choice not to obey. Which is the soil from which grows the Bible's entire rest of the story, which as it's told becomes the story of not just an Adam and an Eve, but all humans ever, who lovingly created, formed in the womb by God, have time and again and again and inevitably used our God-created and God-given freedom to do not the love we were created for, but to do rather whatever the hell we please. Or to use the book of Romans' words, we have all sinned. And we fall short of the glory of God. And just as Scripture does tell a story where there's no such thing as love without freedom, so too Jesus says in today's Gospel reading, there's no such thing as freedom. There's only bondage in sin. And that is bondage, he says, that sinners cannot free themselves from. A young man, I think he went by Brother James, was handing out pamphlets and preaching on a street corner not too far from campus. He said, I'm saved. I am not in bondage to sin. I said, really? So you've stopped sinning? Mostly, he said. except for some comparatively minor sins. Well, why haven't you stopped sinning comparatively minor sins, I said. He found someone else to give a pamphlet to. (laughs) Sin, the way scripture tells the story, is something only a savior can free a sinner completely from. Or to paraphrase Jesus' words in the Gospel reading from John, everyone who sins, even comparatively minor sins, is a slave to sin but you will know the truth and the truth will make you free it'll be a little later in the Gospel of John when we will remember that verse when we learn that the one who is the truth is Jesus himself crucified died and risen again for the forgiveness of sinners sins and for resurrected new life for sinners here and now one step or stumble at a time and finally, for, for forever, no more stumbling in heaven's time. That promise, that truth, as Jesus and the Holy Spirit tell the story, was written into your story with the ink of the waters of your baptism where before you even knew that forgiveness and resurrection would ever even be something you'd ever even need or pine for, they were promised to you, given to you, as in those waters you, this side of the womb, were reformed. As now, not just another sinner in progress, but also as a saint in the eyes of God, clothed in the sinlessness of Jesus, even before you had any idea what sin even was, and beloved of God, even though it never even yet that occurred to you that you might or might not even believe there is a God. It's called grace. Mercy and life you did nothing to earn. God knowing and believing in you before you knew or believed a single thing. God forgiving you even, even perhaps before you'd even sinned a single sin. In the water of your mother's womb, you were formed and known by name, by love, and the lover was God. In the waters of your baptism, you were reformed and renowned by, na- by name, by love, and the lover was God. And then others, some of whom are here, you know them by name. Those others who, in whatever way they did, in whatever way they were were able, loving God and loving you, raised you up, reminding you, showing you, telling you, promising you that you were loved by them and by God. And then others, many of whom you can also name by name, came in, Sunday school teachers and confirmation teachers and deacons and pastors and mentors and friends and more, in whatever way they did, in whatever way they were able, they did their part to do the same, all of which has led us now, all of us to this day. When four of our young adult members, in what is known as the rite of affirmation of baptism, having come of age, as it were, in the faith, will, in whatever the way they are at this, are able at this point in their life, with the Holy Spirit's help, they will publicly declare their heart and mind's belief in this one, who, from the waters of both the womb and of baptism, has ever believed in and loved them. And that lover is God. So Confirmation Day, end of story, Right? Well, of course not. At least not if we're sticking to the story Scripture tells. For baptism and affirmation of baptism, for not just four of us, but for all of us, are understood in that story to be the beginning of the whole rest of your story, including each and every chapter, which is each and every day of the whole rest of your days on this earth, which those who do come of age in the faith do notice is surely a need of reformation still. For as was the case in Luther's day, our true story tells of amazing grace, but what you see so much of instead is outraged and smug condemnation. Our true story speaks of faith active in love, but what you see so much of instead is called faith, but it's fanning the flames of fear and hate. And our true story is true because it's God's story, which, when it is truly told, cannot but but be true. But so many things people are saying these days, saying about themselves and about others and about God, aren't true. Which, if there's neither grace nor love nor truth, as was the case in Luther's day, what that means is that even if people call themselves Christians, if there's no grace and no love and no truth, What they're saying and posting and tweeting and yelling has nothing to do with Jesus. And that's the truth. But as of today, here's another truth. In the church of Jesus Christ and in the world, there will now be four more who do know and have, as they are able, Publicly professed their faith in the God whose love and grace not only formed and reformed them But also now calls them like it calls every single one of you forward into wherever the dreams and gifts and passions God has given them might lead there to do the good work The good works can a Lutheran say that on Reformation Day of course there to do the good works of rebirthing and reforming the world according to the good and gracious desires of the one whom they do know is free of charge, love, and mercy, not just for them, but for all. And so, dear confirmands, dear church, formed and birthed, reformed and rebirthed daily by grace, be reformers. Be grace. Formed and birthed and reformed and rebirthed daily by love, be reformers be love. Formed and reformed and rebirthed daily by mercy, be reformers. Be merciful. And formed and rebirthed daily by forgiveness we all need, be reformers. Be forgiving. And reformed and rebirthed daily by He who is the truth, be reformers. With both courage and and compassion speak the truth. And the truth is that both the church and the world, or at least your corner of it, wherever that happens to be, will be a better place and a a freer place. Because right there in the middle of that place is that child of God named you. Amen.